Hi, I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In the Moment, a podcast on acting, art, and life. In this series, I'm talking to AMAW alumni, students, and clients about the challenges of acting and the joys of being a creator in the 21st century. For more information, go to anthonymindel.com, or you can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. I hope you enjoy. In this episode, Tony interviews supermodel Sarah Sampaio. She discusses her journey in modeling from beginning in Portugal to becoming an international success and Victoria's Secret angel. She also talks about her newfound sense of joy and fulfillment in breaking into the world of acting. A gorgeous and humble human being, you won't want to miss this delightful episode of In The Moment. Here I am with my new guest, the amazing, talented, badass Sarah Sampaio. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast. Okay, have you ever done a podcast me. before? I I have once. Whoa. Like a long time ago. In but Portugal? I've never seen it. No, in New York, but I've never seen it. So. Oh, really? Okay. Well, we will make sure you get a copy of this. Please. You'll be playing it while you're driving your car in L.A. <laughs> so tell our listeners, so you're New York based. Well, you're actually based all over the world. Yeah, I'm kind of based all over. I travel a lot, but, you know, my clothes live in New York. Ah, so that's where you could call home. <laughs> that's where I could call home for now. <laughs> I've never quite heard it described like that. My clothes live in... I bet you... Do you get... So for our listeners, if you don't know Sarah Sampaio, she's an amazing supermodel and also is now exploring, I don't want to say transitioning because you're still modeling, but you're yeah. also acting now, yeah. which is very exciting, which is what we're going to talk about. Um, so do you get lots of clothes from a lot of the gigs that you do? Um, I get a lot of free clothes, but not technically from the, the brands that I work with. It uh-huh. depends. It's like some brands, they do send me everything. Some brands, like they're very expensive, so you don't really get to keep anything. Oh, you have to return it after you wear it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting about branding, right? So nowadays, like branding is also involves like people giving you stuff that you hope that you like, that yeah. you then like advert, not advertise, but you... just wear it. Just by wearing it, uh, you're giving free publicity. So. You know, I do get a lot of cool stuff, but I also get a lot of crap. <laughs> a lot of crap. Like what? No, just like... I don't get anything, so I want to hear what you get in the mail. It's like, God, that'd be so much fun. Not that I'm like, I'm not a material person, but coming home every day and there's something new I in know. the mail. There's always boxes ah, and I never Sarah. know. I gotta say, I do love it because <laughs> yeah. there's always a box waiting and I, I never know. know I'm jealous. Like Amazon and USPS or UPS and you're like, <laughs> what's in it today? And then you open it up and it's like, womp, womp. What's the craziest gift you've gotten? Uh, I get a lot of... Uh, Alcohol. I oh. once got a big, big. What's big. wrong with that? I mean, I, well, it was vodka, and I don't really drink vodka. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm like, I'm waiting for tequila brands to send it to me. <laughs> I always get like champagne and vodka, which I don't drink. Oh my gosh! So regift it. I'm sure your friends are like, you can bring it over to me the next time I do a coaching. <laughs> Here, Tony. Here's your payment. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a box. Actually, I'm not a big vodka drinker either. I'm not no. either. Uh, I'll give me tequila and I'm a, and Farrah comes out. What comes out? Farrah. Oh. On Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, okay, so tell us, so, so you've been modeling, so how did you start modeling? Um, I started in Portugal. I won this contest when I was 16. Um, and I started modeling in Portugal, but I was still in school. Um, so I was just doing like part-time and then I, I moved to Lisbon because I'm from Porto mm -hmm. in Portugal. And I moved to Lisbon for about a year for university. And on my second semester, I had the opportunity to go to London and I signed with an agency there and then I stayed there for two months and then uh, I went to Paris and then I've Whoa. been living abroad ever since. Uh -huh. At 16? No, I was 19 when I started traveling. Oh, okay. Because I finished high school and I went to university for like a few months and then I started traveling. So I had like, I'm actually very glad I started when I was 19 because it's, I had a, a different perspective over things mm -hmm. than a lot of the girls that start traveling at like 13. Jesus. Yeah. And that's un, like unchaperoned though, right? Yeah, like unchaperoned. The, well, if whoa. you're underage, usually you get to travel with someone, but I know a lot of girls that don't. A lot of girls usually, they travel with like their, their mom or their dad or their agent. But it, it's really, it really depends. Some girls, when they start being 16, 17, they don't travel with anyone anymore. Jeez. I mean, when I think about when I was 16 I'm like I was like a boy when I was 16 <laughs> really like a tomboy uh, no I mean or like, like I, I developed very late okay. let's just put it that way <laughs> <laughs> I mean I work with a lot of young adults and uh, I think that's the challenge right of like you're so young and you're still developing emotionally yeah. and mentally obviously and and then you're being shown the, the, the sort of exciting and glamorous quote-unquote aspect of a business that it can become very if it's not really real you know this is you've gotten older it's work you have to work hard yeah right? I mean I mean there's tests that the teenage brain is highly impulsive and like the hormones make you stupid and reckless <laughs> yeah the literally. reptilian brain yeah literally yeah. and you know so you get put in you're still you're still a child and you're put in an adult world and most of the people don't even have any work ethic. They don't like, mm. and all of a sudden they're getting everything given to them. It's a very interesting um, industry that you, if, you do, if you do not have a straight head and you make, like, if you're not like hardworking and you, you, you take this as a, as a job and you're not surrounded by the right people, it can really get you to places that you don't want to get yourself into, you know? So you feel like at 19, though, you had a little bit a clearer... Definitely. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. I definitely... Yeah, being 19, uh, I was. I definitely had a look at things. But I think different... But I do think I've always been someone that I don't... I just don't let people um, manipulate me. Mm -hmm. Or I'm not I I'm not get influenced very easily, mm -hmm. so I think that also helped. And I've always have a very good work ethic and being a perfectionist. So mm -hmm. I've always if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it like right, and I want to be the best. And so I think 
so yeah I do think that helped me navigate it too and being a little bit older I think because you know I got to be a kid mm -hmm. I got to do That's all right. those my kid -like first things. drunk yeah. without being in a public life so I think that kind of helped you know I got to be drunk and my parents still come pick me up from the club you right, know right 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 <laughs> So I in a smaller town in Portugal, you know I mean, yeah, not like yeah. New York City. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, how did you navigate though? Still, nineteen is still young, yeah. right? And twenty still is still young. young. Yeah. And um, how did you navigate? I find the the modeling world so interesting in that regard. Like, how do you learn to differentiate between like scuzzy people and you know? Uh, how do you find your way through that? Especially as, you know, I think it's an interesting time, like the Me Too movement mm -hmm. and like young, vulnerable people who are looking for guidance, but then can be steered down the wrong yeah, path. Yeah, I mean, I've always had very good instinct. Uh -huh. And when I meet someone, I either get good vibes or bad vibes. And I've just always been one of those people that if you... I just met you and for some reason I'm not comfortable with you I don't don't even give you any like I, I put like a wall up uh -huh. and I don't uh, so it really depends some people are more influenced than others and you know I'm also very lucky that I come from a family that my family is not depending on me for me to send money uh -huh. to them and if everything if something goes wrong I just go back home and everything will be fine I can still go back to school you know a lot of these girls are coming from uh, Ukraine Ukraine yeah. or places in Russia they're very poor okay. and their parents are like you are support like the, the kids are supporting the parents and sending mon money back home every month and you know so they get more influence because they feel like they have to do everything to get the job. They just need to pay their bills. So there's a lot of different things that will pay back into that. And, you know, you have those sleazy people that will get advantage of mm -hmm. people like that, that don't even speak the language, that, you know, that probably never drank alcohol before, that um, have no one around. So... Those are the people that are more influenced. Well, that's right. They come from a small town. And yeah. Like, if you think about it, you're a young 18-year-old girl from Ukraine or whatever, and you're trying to, you get brought to New York, but then, like, you have to go on all these go-sees, let's say, to get into, like, Paris Fashion Week, right? Yeah. And, like, it's really competitive, it's right? It's really, really competitive. And even if you get in one, it doesn't even, like, pay the bills, right? And it's like, like, how does... Yeah, and it takes a long time until you actually make money. Uh-huh. It's a very, very, very competitive, and it's a job that 99% is based on how you look. You know, we have a saying, there's always going to be someone younger, prettier, prettier. and skinnier than you. Yes. So, it's so competitive, and you have no idea why someone would want to book you. It's because maybe you had the right look for that time it's have absolutely no reason you know mm -hmm. like models used to look a certain way and now you look at the girls that are being cast for certain things and there's just so much diversity which is great but now you just just don't really you just don't even need 
just being a pretty face is not even enough just being tall and skinny is not even enough anymore and it's like you have s- something that someone has to like somewhere mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so it's you don't know what they're looking for you know it's like they don't give you a script and like read it it's like show up and be something that they want and you don't know what they want like and you're just literally being cast by being you which and then you, you get you don't get the job more often than not. so right. you know that's a lot of no's by being you yeah and get really like into you and when was your what was your first big breakthrough that you thought mm. like okay this might work out like, it's one thing to be getting my lean gigs that are yeah. paying some bills and stuff like that, but then it's, like, kind of, um, you know, catapulting you into a whole new stratosphere. I think one of my first big jobs was actually in London. It was actually a TV commercial for mm-hmm. Axe, the body spray. It was, oh, yeah. like, about angels, and it was, like, this angels falling. It was, like, a big, big commercial, and it was, like, a, uh, the director wasn't very big, but it was uh, Rupert Sanders. And, um, so yeah, I did that and that commercial kind of exploded and I started being more known and, and then I started doing like little things. Like my career has never been like, oh, I opened Prada and all of a sudden my career like exploding. It was just always been very step by step, step by step. Um, you know, like when I got the Calcedonia campaign, which I was a face of for, four years that was also like a big step in my career and and then was then getting Victoria's Secret and then was like transitioning to the more high fashion part of things and then start doing shows and then you know it's always been getting like my first Vogue cover like getting cover more covers and then shooting for American Vogue and it was just like so it was always coming like one step out of the times and then sometimes you feel like you go back mm. and then all of a sudden you get you get something that you're like oh finally and then for like months everything good just doesn't happen so it's a lot of that uh-huh. there's a lot of I'm months that you feel like oh my god like my career is over and then all of a sudden you like get this incredible campaign you're like oh my god I'm back in the game Whoa. so it's it's a lot of that it's it's not like Actors can, you know, do a movie and they can disappear for a few months and then the movie comes out and they go back. So for us, it's like we have to constantly, constantly, constantly be booking things because if you disappear for a year, I was like, bye. Bye. (laughs) And there's a lot of big, big models that did that and now they're trying to come back and they just can't. Yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. Like, I wouldn't have ever thought about your business like that. Like, once you've made it at the level you've made it. You know, like, in acting, like, people, even famous people, they book a job. And it's not like they... I mean, but, yeah, sometimes they can book a job and then the series ends or a TV show's canceled or whatever. And then they're without work for a while. And so the the worries are the same thing. But I guess I never thought about that. Like, also, I came of generation, you know, in the 80s. It was sort of like the big supermodel movement with... Naomi Campbell and Claudia Schiffer and uh, Linda Evangelistica, yeah. right? Like all like Cindy yeah, Crawford. Yeah. Like, so I guess my perception of supermodels is once you're at that level, you are you are set. No, no. not at all. Yeah, because there is always Absolutely. somebody else coming, right? Because um, 
you know, the market is so saturated right now mm. and people just want new things. You had a girl, like, used to be that a girl that opened Calvin Klein or Prada had her career set. set. Now, I don't even remember the girl that opened Prada three seasons ago. It just doesn't matter anymore. Right. It's like, you used to, like... If you were just a runway girl, which a lot of girls are, you used to have like a three, five year good run. Now it's like you might be do well six in one season and then six months later might no one wants to, might not want to book you. So it's the market is very saturated and always looking for new, 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 new. That, you know, like a brand will use you maybe one, two camp for two campaigns and then you're gonna switch because then it becomes repetitive mm -hmm. and um so it's yeah, you always be you always need to keep reinventing, right? Kinda, yeah. yeah. That's the world we're living in now. You keep adapting. Well yeah. which is what you're doing, which I think is yeah. so inspiring. Let me ask one more question about modeling and then we'll like move into like which I think is so important because I think yeah, you can't, what happens when, I mean, maybe nowadays it's changing and you can keep modeling when you're 50 or 60 mm. or there's some, right? Yeah. Like maybe the, the industry is, is changing their sort of prejudices against older people or yeah. certain body types, right? But like the longevity of something, it's just like the, it's just like TV and film. Like it's a youth oriented business for yeah. a lot of people. Like, yeah. But so, because you're so known for Victoria's Secret as well, how did you, how did, what was that like when you, did you have to go in? How does that work? Do you go in? Um, and it's actually a funny story. So I went to New York for the first time with my ex-boyfriend, with my boyfriend at the time. Bye, ex. Bye, ex. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. And um, so you, we just went there to like just kind of for a vacation for a week and then I was like well I was there I'm gonna see agencies and I went to this agency and we had like a really good meeting but I hadn't even um signed with them or anything but like they said what would you like to do and I'm like well I would love to work for Victoria's Secret and they're like okay and um so I left and I was with um with my boyfriend at MoMA. Mm -hmm. And I had like, um, you know, like roaming before, like my roaming was off. So, um, uh, so I had no, like no phone ring the whole day. And then I got to MoMA, they had Wi-Fi. So I was checking my emails and then I had a f calls from my mom, like, and like this weird email from, from uh, this agency. And my mom was like, is everything okay? I just got this call from this agency. They need to talk to you. And I'm like, okay. So I called them like from a payphone, And it's like, why do you guys call my mom? She's like, oh, because we really, like, we send your pictures to Victoria's Secret. They want to see you now. Can you go now? Whoa. And I'm like, you just scared the shit out of my mom. <laughs> my mom thought I just like got into the hospital. But I'm like, okay. Like, I, so I went in there, uh, met everyone. And then like a month later, I was shooting with them. Whoa. And, and then I did another shoot and then I didn't shoot with them for a while and then about nine months later I start working with their pink line it's like the, the younger target uh, line mm -hmm. and, and I worked with them for quite a while like two years uh, then I got the show um, and then 
I stopped doing I stopped doing pink and I started doing mostly the main line Victoria's Secret, and then I became an angel. It was you just did. like so. You I, already were an angel. I was already an angel. No, but <laughs> it was just you know some girls do their their show without ever working with a brand and then get an angel right away. Uh-huh. For me, it was just really growing with the brand. I uh-huh. think I've been working with them for since I was twenty. Uh-huh. Wow. So it's seven years now. So it's wow. been great. You're like an angel who's gotten many of her wings over and over again then. Seven years. Yeah, right? I became an angel. You're like a senior angel now. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> no, but I, I, I worked with them for like three, four years before I became an official angel. Uh-huh. But I think I've been an angel for four years. What is that? What is what is becoming an official? Well, you angel? just have a, a contract oh, okay, with them. Cool. Oh, right. So and you walk the the big show. Yeah, you yeah, walk yeah. the big show, yeah. and you you are a spokesperson for oh, the cool. brand. Okay. So you have a contract, and I we are the girls that work the most with them, right. and you know represent them in events. And okay, cool. Social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. How many are there? I think we were eleven at the time. Whoa. Okay, so there's not that yeah. many. No, not that many. Whoa. So I can't be an angel. You can't. Could I be an honorary you angel? Anything <laughs> yeah. you put your mind into. I mean, for our listeners, this is how I met Sarah. This is a perfect segue. <laughs> this is why I love Sarah it so much. so funny. <laughs> so her managers, you know, they send me, like whatever, the agents and managers send me people all the time and I don't really ever pay, I just like work with actors, right? I don't, it doesn't matter if they're famous or working. I just, my job is to help coach people, right? So they're like, yeah, she's a model from New York. She's in town. Will you work with this this woman, Sarah? And I was like, sure. So I didn't look at any of the... Inf- I don't know if I told you that part. Like, I didn't yeah. look at any of the stuff they sent me of you. Maybe I saw your your picture or something. But I was like, oh, she's beautiful, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So Sarah comes over, and she's transitioning into acting or exploring acting now. And it was one of your first... I mean, you'd done a couple things, right? You yeah. were working with a coach yeah. in New York or whatever. But so she comes in and I was like, so tell me about yourself. What kind of modeling do you do? Are you like a Sears catalog model? <laughs> First of all, there is no such thing as Sears catalog modeling anymore. I don't even know if Sears is even still around. I don't even like, know. No, no. You don't even know what Sears is. It's like, I do know what Sears is. It's like Kmart like yeah, of department them. stores. Okay. So, but I was, that was a serious question. I was like, do you do like catalog, L.L. Bean? And then like, no. Sarah was so <laughs> humble. She was like, yeah, you know, I just, yeah, I do kind of you know, all kinds of stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. And then we were working through this material. I was like, Sarah, so imagine you were on a runway. Like a Victoria's Secret angel. <laughs> and you were a Victoria's Secret. And I want you to do this like you are, you know how those Victoria's Secret models are badass and they're sexy? Just like, walk. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I could do that. But she still did not tell me that, that she was one. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Like you got angel wings. So that was it. And then cut to at the end of our session, I was like, are you on Instagram? So I didn't look at any of it. And and you're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, let's take a photo and I'll post it on Instagram. So she leaves and I'm like, okay, I'm going to post this photo. And then I look and she's got like 10 billion followers. And I'm like, oh my God, she's a Victoria's (laughs) Secret model. That was embarrassing. So then I texted you and I'm like, I am so embarrassed. And you're like, it's kind of cool that you didn't know. I know. I thought it was so cool. And I think it's the most awkward thing, like... 
for me to say, oh yeah, I'm your first secret angel. Like it, it just sounds so weird. Yeah, that's like weird. I don't even like saying that. I'm not that I'm embarrassed, but it's just because people have such misconce- mis uh, misconception what a model is. So I don't even like. And the first question, like when I ask, like when I say I'm a model, like the first question is like, so what do you model for? I'm like, so many things. Yeah, like, right. it's, it's like it's you don't model for just one. And and when you say like, oh, I'm a sure secret angel, most people are like really <laughs> I'm like I know I like yeah I know I look like a boy it's okay <laughs> like I feel like I'm bragging yeah I get it and I'm like I just like say like oh I'm just like working just yeah. a student I think um, it's interesting because you are exploring other creative endeavors as well which is yeah. so cool which is how we met through your acting and like you know I've worked I don't think I told you I've worked with like I mean, I've worked with a lot of models at different levels, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also quite a few women who had come from America's Next Top Model, which is interesting, mm-hmm. right? Like trying to break in the acting world. But like, so tell us like, but it's, it's, a, it's a completely different world, isn't it? What you're experiencing yes. now. You know, actually, I've always wanted to be an actress um, in, and not a model, before I went to university, I was seriously considering going to acting school oh, instead uh-huh. of university. Uh-huh. Wow. And then my parents kind of convinced me to like just take a normal degree, and then if you want to do it, like just do it at the same time. And and then um, and then this contest, the past two winners. So in Portugal, a modeling agency represents actors, so they have the acting department. So. That's how it works. So the past two winners of this contest that I won had gone into acting. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, great. I'm, I'm going to go and maybe I can get signed up with the acting department and I'm going to start going for stuff. And then modeling kind of just start happening. And I'm like, I'll take the opportunity. And, um, and I really focus myself on modeling. But it was just always something that I wanted to do. And I've always thought, like, oh, I'll do it when I stop modeling. But I think these past few years, I start feeling very unfulfilled mm-hmm. with modeling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I love my job and I'm so grateful for it. But it was just becoming something, you know, it's when that's it's when you make goals for yourself but you're not doing anything towards them, mm-hmm. it can get very frustrating. Yeah, of course. And that's how I was becoming, you yeah. know? And I was like, I want to act, I want to act. But then I had, I, I had this talk with someone and, and, and they said to me, you don't want to be a 33-old model that is not a great model anymore yeah, yeah. and just start acting with no experience. Yeah, that would be tough. You, you, you might as well be start now at least like learning so when the right thing comes along you're ready for it and that kind of like clicked and I start like really looking how I could like make not it's like not a transitioning transition but hopefully it will be but you know nowadays also modeling and acting are just put together mm-hmm. that one would help the other um but but yeah, it's you know like I, and then I start doing like these music videos, and I had more enjoyment doing those music vid- videos than I've ever had in my entire 
life of modeling. Mm-hmm. So, so that I just start really, you know, I, 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 my modeling agency helped me find Untitled, which I'm with, and then I start working with them. And, and it's funny because if I knew what I know now back then, I'd have been in such a different place right now, but you, you don't know. You, you, That's right. Like, it took me so long to figure it out how things work mm-hmm. in this area you know and coming from being a model there's a lot of things that I need to like fight and I think the most important thing was that I want to be good at it and and that's why I think this past year I'm focusing more on learning and getting my accent right on like getting ready for when the right thing comes along because I do go in for a lot of things that are not right for me mm-hmm. but I think doing them has really helped me get used to it because mm-hmm. it's just so different from from just like a modeling modeling go see you know I was going to say it's also it's interesting because I always tell people there's a prejudice that the industry has as much as we want beautiful people you know, because people like to watch movies or TV shows with beautiful people. Yeah. Like, but there's also a prejudice sometimes against, I think women more so than men even, that, but men as well, that because you're beautiful or you're a model, you can't act or yeah. you're not smart or, and having Definitely. to change those minds. And like, you know, to me working with you and you being at the school and really focusing, you know, with your schedule because you're traveling all the time yeah. and doing modeling gigs still, but really even in the few months that you've been here, I'm seeing like a change in the work. And yeah. when, when people start to see good acting, it just doesn't matter. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter what you look like, good or bad, whatever that means. But, yeah. And so that's exciting, right? It also feels like you maybe have more control over your own destiny a little bit. It does. And, like, and that's when I had like a few auditions in, in the beginning when I started working with Entitle. And, 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 that's, and thank God I did them without any acting class because that's what made me realize I'm like fuck I suck (laughs) not that not that I'm I I, not that I don't have any talent but like I suck that I have no idea what what I'm doing doing. I don't know what I'm doing I would get an audition and I would freak out because I'm like oh my god how am I supposed to to memorize this by tomorrow like like, it was just how am I supposed to be this person it was just like I just didn't know how to process anything in the page like like you said I was just reading lines and yeah. it was just like I think the first thing you said to me was like it's look it's very bland and that to me just I was like okay I do not want to be bland I said that that sounds so harsh I know but listeners I, I was not that harsh no, Sarah you but, are bland and boring get okay. out <laughs> <laughs> no but to me, well, like, no, because I would use that in contrast. I'd be like, who you are in person, because yes. we were laughing, and yes, you're funny, exactly. and sexy, and dynamic. But then we would go to the lines, and like most actors like, do. It's like, womp, womp. And I get it, because I've, like... Because even when I read it with, like, my boyfriend or some friends, like, they read it the most bland way, and I'm like, oh, fuck, do I sound like that? <laughs> yes. I don't want to sound like that. Like, I want to get better at it. And I think me really working... Like in classes and with you and you know even reading and I've been like watching so many movies yeah, and, 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 and TV mm-hmm. and you know like it's just really been 
helping. And I think for me, it was just more like having permission. And I mm. think when you get this, like, um, the sides, I think most people just, you're just very, you just want to make a fool out of yourself. But, and I think this was like, oh my God, I sound so stupid. Like, they're judging me. And I think that's just, in the moment that I'm like, fuck it, like, whatever. There are people probably doing worse than me. That's right. That's what I was saying. There's got to be somebody worse. They'll be judging me more if I'm being a bad actress than giving myself, like, than making a fool out of myself. Well, I actually always say, like, I think we, judge is a strong word, but I actually think we judge people more when they don't commit to something. But when they commit, nobody looks like a fool because it looks, the the commitment is play and... Uh, passion and life and yeah. and we were like whoa like I would love to do that you know what I mean yeah. it's just the opposite when people are tentative about something we're like oh, are you going to go for it so or not there's so much freedom yeah. as well when you like just really commit to a scene and then you stop and you're like oh fuck you were in it right you're experiencing yeah, it like I mean that's true like when you first the first time I coached you that one day like yeah I was talking about how how do we get who you are into the work and you weren't since you were so new to this way of understanding yourself in the work like you didn't yet understand that and what to me what was so is so amazing to see your progress is like you're actually living the experience now I think it was was something like because I've done other like acting classes and and you said something to me and I read it on your book and on the on the classes that really like kind of clicked and it was that to stop trying to be the character and just find the ca- the character in you that's right and that really like resonated with me mm-hmm. and I'm like huh you, you said it was like what would Sarah do in this situation? And I'm like, okay. So it's like it just stopped me from trying to be something right. and just like really like, yeah, it, that to me just clicks. It's kind of revolutionary, but it's yeah. so simple, so but it's simple. not easy, right? Because then no, we, have to, we still have to work with all of our stuff, but it removes that, that other part where you're trying to play an idea of a yes, person exactly. in the scene. Now you actually just are the person in the scene. Yeah. And that's already more of you is in it. And then we're no longer boring or bland. Because if you're in it, unless you're a boring and bland person in real life, in that case yeah. I would say that person <laughs> should not be an actor. I'm always like, Jesus, like if people want to act, they gotta be Drama gotta, queen. Yeah, they gotta yeah. be freaky deaky. You know what I mean? <laughs> like nobody wants to hang out with Womp Womp. You know, uh-huh. like, <laughs> and it's funny. Like the thing I've been struggling the most now because of that. It's when I actually have to be like sexy person. Oh yeah, we did talk about that though too. Isn't that ironic? Oh my god, it's that's so hard. ironic because that's my job. Yeah, like that's to what I do for modeling. Sexy. Like yeah. the mo- like I'm just not like a sexy person in real life like I'm goofy when I'm flirting like I'm goofy and like I'm like a kid in the, so for me just that's actually been the hardest part for me was like because the way I look I do get a lot of parts for like the strong sexual sexy, yeah, sexy. W- like like women fatal like and then like I just don't um, mm-hmm. I'm like 
I know, like, I have it in me, but, like, I just, to me, because I would never do that, I just, like, feel like I sound so fake. It was like, hey. Hey, baby. Babe, come here. I'll be like, babe, come here. I want to show you something. <laughs> so this would be, like, more me yeah. instead of, like, hey, what about we go for a drink tonight? Like, that's just, to me, I just feel like oh, I'm, I can't wait me. to work on those roles. I know, I know. We have to because that, to me... It's been the hardest mm. part, and I thought it would be the easiest mm. to me. No, you know? I find that human being, like actors, resist whatever is the most defining aspect of who we are as a yeah. person is the hardest thing for us to access in the work. It's yeah. it's like seems so counterintuitive, it's, it's, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm like, make me do a psycho. I'm like, I, I'm great at it. <laughs> <laughs> Stalker boyfriend, yeah, Stalker like. Boyfriend. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. been it's been interesting, and I think that's the thing that I probably have to start getting like really work on it because I am gonna get a lot of, of call ins for that. Yeah, well, to me, it's just a slight adjustment as you start to get yeah. more confident in the work overall. Yeah. You start to realize like you, you don't have to play that; it's just a natural uh, expression of who we are. Yeah. You just like have to find where it lives more. Yeah. Or you come at it, and it, you know, sometimes we have to fake it until we make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's another way. Like, you, these are things. Yeah. Well, let me, I mean, I love talking with you. We could talk forever about all kinds of things. But <laughs> let's, let's, I like to end with, a, like, a few more, like, a speed yeah. round of things. But, so tell me, you know, what is it that you've learned? What's something is a big takeaway from you studying at Anthony Mindel's Actors Workshop? It sounds so weird to say that in third person. <sighs> at AMAW in New York and L.A. Because you've been uh, at both schools. Yeah, I've been to both schools. It's been so, uh, the most incredible part, I think, has been, you know, I'm really popping in, so I, oh, I have, like, a different class every time. Oh, so you have all these different teachers, yeah. Yeah, and all different teachers, but it's just, out every time, everyone is just so open, and even when they're resisting, and the teacher is able to get them to open, and it just almost feels like therapy, so everyone is just putting their deepest feelings out there and I think that's so beautiful and I think that made me realize like if everyone else can do that like I, I can do it like mm -hmm. I'm not going to be the only one not to do it and I think it's just been so oh, so incredible how mm -hmm. everyone is just so emotionally available even when it's just so hard and people just share and they're kind to one another Ah, it's just so beautiful, such a different, like, every time I go out of there and I feel like I know these people mm -hmm. so well, and I just only spend, like, four hours with them. That's interesting. It's kind of sad, like, the rest of the world isn't that open, you know yeah. what I mean? You start to see the difference. And I'm like, my boyfriend, like, I, I was like, <laughs> think, like, I think you should start going to yes. class. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you need a good cry. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what I mean? It's like yes, I you see that these people, like these people that you know, they're like very macho and very like put Dudes. together, yeah. and all of a sudden they just like put everything out there. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god, this is so beautiful. Mm. And yeah, I think that's the most incredible part um, of the, the the way you guys do it. Tell me if you had one word, how did, would you describe acting in one word? Ah. Uh, Feeling. Uh huh. If who's your celebrity crush? Male or or either one. I love it. You're Angelina the only. Angelina Jolie. What you mentioned her earlier today? I was like, okay, stalker. I love her. <laughs> love 
love her. Wow. Um, what's one thing you can't do without? I don't know. Your phone? My phone, probably. I love that I'm <laughs> telling you things. What's your favorite film of all time? Oh, Her. I have a few. Moulin Rouge. Oh, I love Moulin Rouge. I was just thinking that yesterday. Love it. It's so My amazing. Favorite. I always cry in the end. Oh, no matter, like, it's so romantic. No, it. totally. Brilliant movie. Love it. Love it. And... My dream is to be in a musical. Uh huh. Not that I know if I can. A kiss sing. on the lips might be quite continental, but diamonds are. Uh -huh. And scene. Um, what's one thing you would do to take on? What's one one thing if you could, were on an island that you would you couldn't live without on an island? A knife. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's true. It's utilitarian, yeah. It's very useful. Yeah, that's true. Um, two more questions. Why is like your teeth would break from like trying to work there? Oh, that's out. true. Well, if you weren't an actor, what would you be or a model? Oof. I just n never knew what I wanted to do, and I just always liked performing uh -huh. okay. arts. But I've I don't know like. There's a lot of things that I like. Doesn't mean that I wanted to be them. Uh huh. I get I, I've it. never, I never knew. I don't know. I would probably be like, I don't even know. Okay. I don't even like to think about That's it because, you know, it didn't happen. Anymore. Yeah. Okay. But and I don't know. how would you I like to end with this last question? How would you define love? Oh, this crazy feeling. That makes you do things you never thought you would do. <laughs> it just like takes over you. It's the most incredible feeling, the most powerful feeling, and it's the best feeling. Aww. Well, thanks, Sarah. I love Thank you. you. I'm so glad you were here today. So uh, Sarah, stop by. Oh, where can people find you? Oh, uh, uh, social media? Yeah, sure, if you. Uh, Not that you need more followers. Well, but just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Sarah Sampaio, which is S-A-R-A-S-A-M-P-A-I-O. And then I'm on Twitter, too, but I don't use that as much. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thanks for being my podcast guest on In the Moment. Thank you.